you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Coming up on Total Access, The Locker Room. My dad invented the uh, defensive uh, techniques. Two technique, three technique. Whoa, 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 uh, whoa. Really? Are you See, kidding now, I didn't me? know that. We had a strike, and so we didn't play the first four games. So we oh, had 21 strikes in 12 games. Wow, a, yeah. To me, that's a Babe Ruth record. Welcome to NFL Total Access, The Locker Room. I'm Michael Robinson alongside Super Bowl winning head coach Brian Billick. Coach, what's up? Hey, let's go. I'm looking forward to today. Yes, me too. We're going to let you guys in on what players and coaches really talk about inside the locker room. One episode was not enough. We had to bring son of bum back. And coach, I mean, all the great players that this guy has has coached. I mean, from DeMarcus Ware to Reggie White, you guys are going to hear some great stories about great players. And to go back to recognizing, I didn't know that his father's the one that invented the numbering of techniques. And of course, Wade is the guy that invented the numbering system we use now in terms of personnel, 11, 21, 12 personnel. It's going to be great to hear about how he began that. Welcome back, an NFL defensive mastermind. I mean, again, I always say I'm a fan of this guy, and he always will make a call, coach, that late late in in the play call, the defensive tackle will slide down, and I have to block DeMarcus Ware. Wade, Coach Wade Phillips. <laughs> coach, welcome to the Total Access Podcast. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah, good to be here. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. So we need a locker room story from the great Coach Wade Phillips. Well, when my dad was coaching in high school, I, you know, co- coaches work all the time. Yeah. And uh, one of the coaches got a phone call. Uh, at, at work, you know, it, it was his wife and she's crying. She's crying on the phone and said, you're gone all the time. You're never home. You know, the kids that don't see you, you know, and she's crying. And she said, you love football more than you do me. And he paused for a minute. And then he said, yeah, but I love you more than basketball. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's classic. Yeah. I got to use that one. <laughs> 
Well, for the classic one with the coaches is when we've all worked for guys that just grind and grind and grind. Oh, yeah. And, and at some point you get to the head coach and one guy looked at the head coach and said, coach, my wife's going to be made love to in about 20 minutes. And I'd really like to be there. So can we, can we uh, cut this meeting off? <laughs> well, coach, I got, I got, I want to take a, a personal point of privilege here because you, you, I know you don't remember the first time we met. We have a great mutual friend in John Levra. Yep. And, and I was, I was a young coach at Utah state offensive coordinator. And John invited me down to the San Angelo clinic. Oh, yeah. Now, for those who don't know, one of the great coaching clinics, I don't know, do they still do it? Do they still have yeah, the, the, the coaching still, clinic, uh, San Angelo? Oh, yeah. No, the yeah. pandemic. T- pandemic. Right, right, this, this year. year but, but they have it every year, yeah. I mean, wow. this is this is like two, 3,000 coaches. They bring in the top. If you led the league or college football in something, you were at the San Angelo Clinic lecturing. So I'm just like a kid in a candy store, and I'm doing – so Coach Levra – and I, I'm too poor. I can't even afford a room. So I, Coach <laughs> Levra lets me sleep on the floor in his hotel room. But he invites me to that midnight – I don't know if they still do it. Remember the midnight sessions where you get a keg of beer and Wade oh. Phillips and some other coach, and it's just drinking beer, and it's dog cussing one another, and MF and – no, you can't do that. Just talk a little bit about some of those midnight oh, sessions. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. We, uh, <laughs> we, we started having the midnight, and it was really like, – like you say, it was college. We were coaching in college, and, uh, you know, you have like 2,000, 3,000 people there. Uh, most of them – a lot of them are high school coaches, mm-hmm. and you have college coaches there. Well, anyway, the college coaches – kind of wanted to see what was going on with each other. So, uh, you know, we'd listen, listen to the lectures back and forth, but then to get together, we said, hey, okay, let's meet at midnight and we'll we'll talk football. And so it was a chalk talk or a coaching, yeah. uh, you know, a thing where everybody, anybody could talk. And we'd ask, you know, Utah State, what are you guys doing? Or what, well, Oklahoma, what are you guys doing? So uh, it was fun to do now. As we got older, I, I accused the other guys. They, they moved stealing the your stuff. They moved the midnight session to ten o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> but started the beer earlier. Yeah, that's right. Now the other thing is, I don't think people appreciate can appreciate because now it's so replete. Everybody uses it. We use it on the network all the time. When we refer to personnel, yeah, twenty-one personnel, eleven personnel, where you invented that. You right. came up with the numbering. Talk about how you came up, first the need for it, and how you came up with this idea of, of numbering the personnel group so it was more readily understandable who's in the game. Yeah, we. Uh, well, I mean, I've, I've been in the league so long that, you know, way back we just had, you know, a regular two, to two backs and a tight end and two wide receivers. Uh, but as that started changing, you know, they started putting some, they started – we did everything by formation. Defensively, I'm talking about. We did everything by formation, you know, tendency-wise, okay? Well, what they started doing was uh, getting in the same formation but having different personnel. For instance, 20, uh, 12 personnel and 11 personnel, they might be in the same formation, but 12 personnel, they were running a lot more. And, different, yeah. and 11 personnel, they were throwing a lot more. Uh, now, we didn't call it that at that time, and so – uh, we had to come up with something to say, hey, this personnel group is what dictates what they can do, not not the formations, because you can line up you can line up with a high formation, for instance, and put the put the wide receiver at tailback. Backfield, well, that's yeah. a lot different than what a uh, regular eye formation. So yeah, uh, that's mm-hmm. you know we just had a need for for that, and um, 
we came up with that uh, when I was in New Orleans in 1980. Uh, we started doing that, and it caught on. Uh, actually, when I went to Philadelphia uh, with Buddy Ryan, we, we did it, and then right. Jeff Fisher was the secondary coach, and he picked it up, and it just kind of went from there. I right. think it's word of mouth. Everybody uses it. And, and then Dan Reeves, when I coached with him, he – he like you know he liked it. He did. He called everything you know kings and queens and so forth. Right. Right. Uh, but he like he liked it, so he utilized it on offense. And uh, I think a, most people know about it. Oh you know, yeah, I mean it's it also pretty, came. Yeah. It also came from you know my dad invented the the uh, defensive uh, techniques. Two technique, three technique. Whoa, 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 whoa! Technique. Really? Are you See, kidding me? I didn't know me? that. Yeah. Are you kidding no, me? He, he invented wow. that in high school when he was coaching. And when he went to Texas A&M, Bear Bryant was there, and Bryant liked it, and he started using it. When Bryant went to Alabama, then it caught on there because they were winning national championships. Wow. And so that's that's how the techniques on defense came out. Hold up, Coach. You can't gloss over that like that's just some old, oh, yeah, he just invented the techniques. <laughs> Dude, that's what that's the foundation of everything I know about football, right? Like, well, uh, I mean, how what was what – was, how did he come up with that? What was the thought of, okay, let's, let's call this a zero or a one, or was it just a way yeah, to communicate? He, he wanted to be able to, he wanted to be able to high school kids. He wanted to be able to, right. to be able to line them up where they, where they knew where their alignment and their assignment was. And you could come call multiple defense. You call 25, wow. call 15, That's call I know. 30, 35, 37, 27. Yep. Or you could call 27, 37 with two and a seven on one side and a, you know, so or twenty five, thirty seven, all kinds of combinations, huh. and yeah. so you could you could teach the kids where to line up and what technique they were going to play uh, quickly, rather than call everything uh, again by some name that you come up with because then they got right. they got to memorize they got to memorize what does that mean and yeah, yeah. wow it says what that's does it mean that's, that's what you're exactly doing so uh, he came up with that of course that helped me a little bit I think to be able to come up with some kind of numbers for for the uh, personnel groups. Yeah, I mean, that, that's fascinating. I mean, guys, like, I I probably got a little <laughs> bit more gray hair right now. I've learned some stuff right now. Um, but, hey, but Coach, something fascinating you were talking about. You said uh, initially you guys used to uh, defend um, or identify offenses by how they lined up by formation. And then yeah. it switched to personnel. But, you know, I played offense, and you guys did some of the same stuff, man. You, 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 defensive, you know, defenses have defensive linemen walking around, all of these types of things. You've had and you're known for putting your players in the best possible situations so that they can utilize their strengths, right? I mean, you, you, you've had – Well, that's, that's what you hope, and that's what they say. But, you know, I had Reggie White, and it wasn't – you could put him about anywhere, you know. <laughs> what about quarterback? Smith, I had Bruce Smith. I mean, he was – you could put him anywhere, so – you know, J.J. Watt, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, DeMarcus Ware, all those guys I've had. I mean, I don't I'm, I'm not sure you can put them anywhere and they've been great players. So uh, <laughs> they were already great. But but you do try to utilize their their talent and they do it on offense all the time. I mean, you yep. get the best running back. You you give him the ball, you know, I mean, <laughs> you got a great running back. Well, defensively, you've got a great rusher. Then you need to he needs to be rushing. He doesn't need to be dropping in coverage very much. So. It's it's all based on what the players can do. Is it is it one? Try to utilize their talent. Is it one of these guys that stood out more than than others? I mean, I love the fact that you you talk about 
the players. And to me, that's what makes you a great coach. You know, Coach Billick does the same thing all the time. He always talks about the players that he coached. He doesn't put it on himself. These guys that you've coached, I mean, you've coached with some Hall of Famers. I mean, you've coached some Hall of Famers. Anybody stand up? (laughs) Well, all of them stood out. (laughs) I think, think, uh, and I know Brian will say the same thing. The great ones I've had were all great people. They all thought they could be better than they were. They all tried to be better. I mean, they, they didn't say, hey, I'm I'm the best player in the league. Uh, they were always trying to get better, and they utilized their talent. And I had some other guys that had similar talents that didn't live up to it. So, you know, they were all really great people. To, uh, they always asked me who was the best, you know, and, uh, you know, I've had guys with over 20 sacks and things like that. And Reggie White actually had the best year of, of any player I've ever had. Uh, Strahan broke the record, you know, and had 22 sacks. We know that. Okay, Reggie held the record with 21. But that was in 1987 when I was coaching him in Philadelphia. And we had we had a strike. And so we didn't play the first four games. Oh, so he oh, had 21 yeah. sacks about that. in 12 games. Wow. A, yeah. To me, that's a Babe Ruth record. I mean, yeah. that's <laughs> – Right. You, you got to put that asterisk down. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean – you know, and that record held for a long time. Yeah, he in 1987, he was fantastic. I mean, you can't. Uh, now, we moved him from defensive tackle because uh, we wanted to put him out on the edge, and it, it made a big difference. But he was, he was a great player no matter what. It, it's, it's not fair to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyway because I know – you know, it's I've got daughters as well. It's like asking you who, you know, which of your daughters is the prettiest. But <laughs> you bet you've coached some great defenses, record-setting defense. Is there one of your defenses in a given year when you sit down and you reminisce? You really okay? This 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 one was really for, maybe it's just because they overachieved or some of the things. But is there one of your one of your years in defense that you really go, boy, this group really did something special? You know, I don't know. I, 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 I'm sure you'd answer the same way. I mean, yeah. when I was with the Saints, when I first started out as a coordinator, I was with yeah. the Saints. Uh, they had bags on their heads, you know. Yeah. We we ended out number one in the NFL in defense in, in, a, in a dome stadium in a pass defense. Uh, and, uh, you know, that was a great group. We played mostly zone. We played two deep zone then and nobody was playing match zone. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, in Buffalo, we were number one. I mean, and and it's it's about wins too, I guess. Right. Um, with when I went to the Texans, they were thirtieth in the NFL in defense, and we went to second the first year. Now that I don't know that anybody's done much better than that. So you know, kind of now JJ Watt. We drafted JJ Watt, and that helps. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and we had some good players, but just like you said, I mean, it's the players, but. But that's you know, a mentality this, too. This, how do you how do you team, sell that? This team how right do, here, you know, this team right here back here, uh, they led the league in nineteen categories. So it's hard to say that they weren't really good, you know. Right. You know the Broncos uh, with Demarcus and Vaughn and and you know Akeem and Hell. Harris and all those guys. No fly zone. They call themselves. Yeah, which, I remember. They led the league at least least you know least yards passing and least least yards per play and. Uh, on and on. And then to beat the quarterbacks, you know, to beat Roethlisberger and and then then to beat uh, Tom Brady, we've heard of him, yeah. and then to beat uh, Cam, who was the MVP, and they were averaging 40 points a game. 
and we we gave up ten, and we almost we scored one on defense, almost scored two. So in that Super Bowl, so I, that team, but all of them, I'm proud of. You know, I, I yeah. think. And that leads me to, to we to, we uh, gave up 13 points to to Tom Brady two years ago. So yeah, uh, we yeah. lost, but uh, you know, so what, I mean, that was a pretty valiant effort. <laughs> you can't score uh, points, Coach. I can say it. I know you won't say it, but you can't score <laughs> points either. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. I'll shut up. Let me. You uh, <laughs> you you've been a part and seen this evolution. And I'm asking this question by way of the defenses today. And we just saw a brilliant defensive performance by Tampa Bay and Todd Bowles. Compared to back when you and I were doing it a long time ago, and there was obviously great quarterback play, but I don't know that we were as deep in good quarterback play as we are now. Defenses have to face so many, so much more by way of every week, particularly in the playoffs. You got you look at that Tampa Bay; they had to go through Drew Brees, then Aaron Rodgers, you know, uh, and then Patrick Mahomes, who's you know seems to be at that level. Yeah, talk a little bit about where we are now in terms of defensive football. All the rules are geared towards the offense, and we got so much great quarterback play in the league right now. It's hard being a good defense. Oh, I agree. Yeah, the the uh, you know the offenses certainly have have the rules advantages, but which is which is fine. But uh, yeah, more and more quarterbacks. I mean, they're just playing seven on seven now in high school, and Mm -hmm. you know everybody's throwing the ball and. You're finding more quarterbacks. That's what I believe. There's just more guys throwing the ball, that, and that's what you're looking for in the quarterback. He's got to be able to throw it. So uh, we're seeing a lot more of that. But uh, now we faced Marino twice a year when I was at Buffalo, and yeah. we played him in a playoff game, and he threw it 66 times. So, <laughs> so yes, so that's pretty scary. I'm gonna tell you, we beat him pretty good in a playoff game. But uh, once you face the great ones, you know, and the Joe Montanas and people like that, it. It's still uh, pretty humbling. Well, well, Coach, and I want to stay in that vein just a little bit. Like, what may be the next evolution for defenses? Because, you know, we've seen, you know, especially the second-level linebackers get smaller. I mean, you just saw Levante David and Devin White. Those guys are barely over 235 pounds running all over the place based off the nature of the offenses that, you know, that, that they're facing. And I personally, I play fullback. I think, you know, eventually just lining up in the eye and just dying breed. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. eventually that's going to come back. You know, eventually the physicality of offense will come back. How do you think the evolution of defense is going to continue to evolve? Well, uh, defense is really play recognition, you know. And so the more they see it, they'll start catching up some and then, that's why I mean we've I've seen it all. I mean we've seen it all. We see right. wishbone and yeah. you know they couldn't stop that and you know uh, run and shoot. We the people went through the run and shoot deal, yeah. and, you know, and they got all the quarterbacks killed and so. <laughs> and, uh, and nowadays, you know, the quarterbacks obviously are running more, but you know Dak Dak went out. They had a quarterback draw, you know. He That's went right. out. You know Jackson went out. Got banged up in the game. Uh, uh, you know, in the playoffs, uh, you know, the more you run them and, and really Cam's gone down since, you know, since his being able to run as much as he did. So uh, I still think it's tough on quarterbacks to be able to, the, the new breed is certainly being able to run with the ball too, but I'm not big on, on uh, designed running plays, you know, mm, I, I mean, you. I think Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he'd run around and throw it or Mahomes, but, Design running plays, I think, 
uh, you uh, the better quarterbacks you get, you you might not hold on to them if if they run it yeah. too much. And Mike Mike alluded to it because you know we just we've already gone through the litany of great players you've had on your defenses. And, and you had something to do with those players. Like you said, you, you had the wisdom in the eye to say, yeah, yeah, let's draft J.J. Watt and identify these players. But now, I mean, would you, in the players that you're identifying to play your defense, has it altered? Are you looking for that faster guy? Uh, maybe in the back end, I'm talking about linebacker level, maybe a little bit different even on the defensive line? Or, or would you still stay with – with, no, this is what a good defensive end is, this is what a good defense, and here's what I need my inside linebacker to do. And Yeah, I've really gone on good players. I mean, uh, you know, now you can't have too many exceptions, you know. Yeah. You want a big, fast – you want bigger, faster, stronger players. That's, right. that's what everybody wants. But, you know, it's 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 what they – again, it's what they can do. If, if, uh, if you've got a, you know, a big, strong guy that's not very fast, it's an inside backer, you got to put him in a place where he's – you know, pl- playing more physical. I mean, where wherever that is. So, but it's changed. Yeah, you you know, the speed speed has always been important, and uh, uh, defensive speed certainly. The way to catch up with offensive speed is have some more speed on defense. So they're going to to linebackers. We got you know, got secondary guys that can run, but uh, we hadn't had as many line inside backers, and uh, now they got to be a little bit smaller. You know, like you say, but uh, it seems to be working. You, you, you said you're ready to retire from retirement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what does that mean, Coach? Because that's, to me, you know, a fan of you yours. still got that like, itch. It seems like you still got that itch to go out yeah, there well, and some defense. Yeah, I just, you know, actually the last five years have been close to my best years that I've had coaching-wise. You know, I went to two Super Bowls. We won, uh, you know, we I, we won 59 games I think in the last five years that I've been with, and two Super Bowls, and and we we've been pretty good on defense. So uh, I just felt like I could help somewhere, but it doesn't look like it. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's first of all who you know that's coaching, and, and you know, sure. maybe I don't know everybody. All the guys we know are are <laughs> yeah. either in a rest home or dead. I mean, <laughs> wait, that's we got to face that. I'm out. I'll agree with that. But. Man, BA uh, just won a yeah. Super Bowl, man. I know, I know. There's a there's yeah. an inspiration for you. Yeah, people. Yeah, and you know, as an assistant coach, which I am, I mean, I, I'm a defensive coach. Well, then you've been hired by somebody, a head coach. And most of the head coaches are real young these days. Yeah. Uh, that I don't have, you know, personal relationships with. I guess, but you know, I try to. I, I feel you always feel like you're going to go on your record, but uh, that isn't always the case. You know, I mean, so. Coach Wade, was that was that diff was that difficult for you, man? Look, I'm 38 years old right now. Okay, what if I was the head coach of a football team? All right, and I wanted to bring you on as my defensive coordinator. You have more years of experience in the National Football League than I've been alive on this planet. Like, what's that dynamic like? I mean, I got to think that you know, obviously, you know your role, but you you got a hell of a lot more experience than me. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, how was that? Well, remember, that, remember his that classic line when he worked for for Sean McVay. He said, "They're yeah. coordinators in Medicare and the head coaches in daycare." <laughs> exactly, that was classic. Like, how was that working for Sean McVay? Oh, it was great. You know, I mean, again, we 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 won thirty five games in in three years and and went to the Super Bowl and played pretty good in the Super Bowl. So, yeah. and he's a really obviously he's a really great coach. So, uh, I enjoyed that. Uh, but you know, we 
Yeah, it didn't forever, you know. So we know that. But you went to a Super Bowl. You know, if you love it as much as as, as we do, I think you you want to keep doing it. But somebody's got to want you to keep doing it. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I I say now that you know I'd be a pretty good senior assistant. You know, they have a senior assistant because I'm I definitely qualify the senior part. <laughs> I don't know about the assistant coach. <laughs> the senior I, part. I, I've reverted to uh, this last off season. I coached my my grandson's third grade tackle football team. There you oh, go. I, I and I was, was the, I was the defensive coordinator. All right. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm figuring. Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna revolutionize this year. And I found out real quick. It was every day. It was okay. Where's your helmet? There, All right. You Are your shoes tied? Okay. <laughs> Are you on the right? team because i don't recognize you you'll love this one wade you're gonna love it yeah so i'm talking to this young kid and and he's on my defense and he goes now coach you uh you coach pro football didn't you i go yes sir i did he goes you were the head coach of the baltimore ravens i go i was and you guy and you won a super bowl right i go yes sir young man i did he goes that's amazing because most of those guys are dead <laughs> oh, I got, wow. well, there's still a few of us plugging around here. So you got to, you got to have some grandkids. Don't you, you got to jump in and coach them. You'd love it. Yeah. I, I'm going to find something to do. We'll see. There you go. <laughs> but I'm going to try this podcast stuff and see how that works out. That'd too. be great. You need to do that. Yeah. yeah that'd be awesome, man. Get, get your voice out there. Get those stories out there, man. And, and it definitely. So before we let you go, if, if the right opportunity in the national football league came around, would you take it? Any opportunity, I'd take it. <laughs> That's, an it. That's, That's an honest man. That's a real coach right there. Uh-huh. Hey, man, Coach, thank you for coming by the podcast this week, man. It was totally awesome having you. It was awesome to hear your stories. And, um, yeah, man, that'll do it for this week's episode of Total Access, The Locker Room. For more insight with The Locker Room point of view, check out the latest episodes every Wednesday and Friday on Apple and Spotify. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.